You're listening to curated podcasts from the Beyond Infinity radio show, presented by me, Piers Cunningham. And me, John Young. The Science and Technology Party is not over for a while, John. <laughs> you have got a pretty interesting piece that you came across during the week about Russia's response to this global threat of um, cyber attack mm. and possible intrusion into government systems, defence systems, mm. intelligence systems, that sort of stuff. And there's also been some news recently out of Canberra that the Liberal, Labor and National parties were targeted on February the 8th with a cyber attack. Authority have yet to detect any evidence of electoral interference from the hack, but the Prime Minister has spoken about a sophisticated state actor being responsible mm. for this. So let's let's go to Russia first. What are they proposing to do about, <laughs> about protecting themselves from this kind of um, possibly state-sponsored cyber attack, which, yeah. which they probably have a part of them, you know, instigating those things themselves. They're also on the receiving end, no they, doubt. They are. And it's, it's, they're trying to probably replicate what China has been doing for, for many years now. And that is to sort of create this great wall so that uh, basically nothing can get in, nothing can get out and mm. isolate themselves from uh, the rest of the world. Mm. So bas- basically what they're, uh, they've asked the big telcos, the Russian telecommunications companies, is to remove any external communication uh, networks or channels that would connect them to the global internet Mm -hmm. and make it so that they can have an internet that is totally isolated from the world. So the the question is, can it be done? And this is to throw a switch. This is not like China to actually create a, a permanently separate internet that's which is right. kind of which which bars things like facebook and social media and a lot of things that the chinese regard as as possibly bad influences on their public or not good for the image of the government that sort of stuff russia is not quite going to that extent but they are saying that in the event of a, uh, a war or, 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 or a big cyber attack yeah. from elsewhere they want to be able to throw a switch and block out any connection to the outside world and you wonder whether as you just said whether that's actually technically possible yeah because the way we, that we operate uh, through the internet is that there's plugins for example on websites i mean our beyondinfinity.com.au website has a plugin that plugin might have been built in um, the uk but it might be hosted in the us mm. and there could be a connection that is routed through hong kong or somewhere so there's all of these different channels uh, that is what the internet is mm. it's this uh, web of connections and and the question is can this be done um, you know they are looking at uh, isolating themselves but they're are still going to be connections that need to occur to the outside world security aspects yep it's it needs to be done by april 1st that is they need to work on amendments to make this happen because they're looking at how they can incorporate into law they want to be able to say we can press this button and when we press the button that means that we shut the internet off for the external uh, world but mm. for our for russia for our country we continue on with our everyday banking and other internet needs because yeah. if you take an internet from any country that that has an established connections then uh, that does affect daily life i mean look at everything that we're connected into at the moment internet banking uh, social media uh, and, and so much more so hmm. th- they want to see if they can isolate it i can see that there's uh, things similar to what china has done and so that would probably mean creating their own social media networks that are russia only you know hosted in russia yes. monitored that also you know, means what kind of government influence they can have they could take things offline if they don't like it. They can have party influence over what is said. We already know that they've been able to delete certain 
content that they don't agree with. They've petitioned to have that removed from the internet and it is done. So it is, I guess, a scary time, but where a lot of uh, communist dictatorship or and governments are going towards, mm-hmm. uh, even to a degree here in Australia, we're looking at how you know encryption keys to you know, unlock devices here. Um, even you know, isolate us from the rest of the world. So unfortunately... It's putting uh, a lot of trust in government, isn't it? It is. And, yeah. and I guess with all this trust and when we store the data with governments, that does lead into uh, the problem of hacking, which is you know, how we end up with this situation on February 8th. So what, what, uh, you know, what do we know about this hack that happened with the parties? Well, there's not a huge amount of information that that's been released. I mean, there's certainly the, the government has taken the step, and, and they actually the, the head of ASIO has spoken publicly about it. The the nation's uh, chief cybersecurity advisor, Alastair McGibbon, uh, I watched him briefly uh, yesterday on television. He was giving a live interview where he basically said that it was too early to tell what information the hackers had accessed. Mm -hmm. And just quoting from him, we know that this state actor has been interacting with those networks. These are parliamentary networks involving the Liberal, Labor and National Parties. But he also went on to say these are very early days and a decision was made, I believe, rightly in terms of risk management to go publicly with this issue before we knew the full extent. So they're still trawling through and to work out what, the, what has happened. But I guess the fear is that just as has been, um, has been suggested about the 2016 US presidential election, mm-hmm. that both parties, the Republican and Democrats, databases and uh, campaign computers were hacked mm-hmm. and then some of that information was selectively leaked to WikiLeaks mm-hmm. uh, or found its way to WikiLeaks somehow. And then that could have been, that was kind of used selectively at different times of the campaign to do damage to the democratic side of politics. Yeah. So I guess the fear is that the major parties in Australia, there could be dirt that's been found. There could have been internal debates which are damaging to parties which make them look like they're excessively left wing or right wing. Yeah. Uh, and that that information could be leaked selectively at different times during the coming election campaign. We've got a federal election. It's going to be an important one. In about two in, or three months. In, yeah. in, uh, in May this year that the same sort of thing could be uh, happened here. And this has happened all around the world. Unfortunately, democracies around the world have increasingly been coming under cyber attack Mm -hmm. to potentially damage the uh, democratic institutions that we rely on to deliver legitimate government. It is very destabilising if you wind up with uh, with a government getting in or a party or a leader getting in. Just look at America. You can wind up with a very divided country for malicious overseas actors not naming any countries in particular that can be an end goal to divide and conquer or to to uh, whittle away at at, uh, the institutions of stable democracies to to make them vulnerable to to disruption, to civil unrest, to all sorts of things which which weaken them as countries. And it happens in a subtle way because we don't know exactly what information was taken, but let's assume that it was uh, names and addresses, uh, potentially emails and phone numbers of supporters of these groups in terms of political parties. And let's say it was also potentially campaign information. So using that as propaganda in uh, social media for example so an advertisement or a post and that is published directly towards either the supporters or or maybe even the alternate party uh, to, to highlight the you know the big differences or the or the errors or the issues that are going on with those parties and so they're the subtleties so keep an eye out for advertisements that you start to see the political mm. advertisements mm. and that's the subtle things that potentially will influence you and that's exactly what that why they wanted this information Thanks for listening. 
We'd love for you to review us on iTunes. It's a great way to let others know if you've liked our podcast. And don't forget to follow us on social media, Beyond Infinity RPPFM on Facebook or Infinity RPP on Twitter.